Hello everyone, welcome back to A Girl in Prayer. Today we are in Ecclesiastes 2. I'm so grateful that you all can join me. So let's get straight into it. All glory be to God. I'm going to pray again because I was going into it with the Lord. I was talking to the Lord and I was like, hold on, let me record this. Lord, should I record this? And I basically justified that with like, I don't want to miss anything. I want people to receive your word. And I got into prayer. I'm going to pray in a second. But I just want to explain. I got into prayer, right? And I was just like, God, use me, you know. I want to get this word out to your people. I'm thankful for the family that supports me. I'm thankful for my mother, my father, my brother. He's small, but he still supports me in all the ways that he can, right? So, um, I was just praying. I was like, Holy Spirit, I'm a... Uh, I'm going to pray in a second, but Holy Spirit, I thank you for helping me with comprehension, understanding, you know, feeding me that wisdom, dwelling in me. And Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross, right? Because without him dying on that cross, without him sacrificing his, himself, we will be dead. Because everybody knows, <laughs> that was a bit loud, everybody knows that back in the day, sin equals death. Baby, you get caught doing a sin, you're gone, you know? So, um, yeah, and I was just thanking God for just letting his son do that. Letting his only begotten son get up on that cross and take everything for us. So we got to do something in return, right? So let's start off with the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the people who are listening, Lord. I thankful, I'm thankful for your graciousness. I'm thankful for your mercifulness, and I'm thankful for the love that you put on us as we get into your word, Lord. Holy Spirit, you know, I'm thankful for you because it's a lot of things that I can't comprehend. You come right through when I ask for you. You come through right, you come right through me when I ask for you to dwell within me. Jesus, I'm thankful for you even getting on that cross. You know, you took that for us. Jesus, you love us, you know, and I'm so grateful. And there's many things that we do to turn away from you, but through you, we get to your father. So I'm grateful for you just letting that sin in our minds that we need to do what we need to do to get through you and still have you dwell within us to get to your father and become much more like you. And God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. You didn't have to give your son up. You didn't have to do any of this, but you said, oh yeah, I got a greater plan. I got a greater plan. My people, yes, they're coming. So Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, I'm grateful for all of you. Lord, I pray for each and every one of the people who are listening right now to make sure that they're well in health. They're well in your word, Lord, because we all need your word. So I'm grateful for all three of you, Lord, and I pray as we get into this word, your lovely word, we understand some things and we share some things and you feed our spirit, Lord, because this we're basically talking to you when we get in the word. When we get into the word, we're talking to you. This is our commonplace. So I'm thankful again for you. Amen. Y'all. So, okay, that was that was a good prayer. Had a little tear coming out, you know. Um, but y'all, we're in Ecclesiastes 2, right? So, um, in the previous podcast, I did Ecclesiastes 1, and I want to explain a few words. So hold on, let me get my phone really quick to look up this word because I was writing it down. Okay, guys, so I am back. And um, so there's two words that I do want to point out, and it runs through Ecclesiastes 1 and 2. So um, the first word is futile. So uh, we went across futile, and futile basically means pointless, useless, right? So Solomon uses this well in, in here because he's ex basically explaining like the all things that we think of the earth are good for us and things like that. It's not. It's futile. It's pointless. It's useless, right? And then he goes on in uh, chapter 2. He talks about folly. Now, I was a little confused. I'm like, folly, but futile and folly has to connect, right? So folly means lack of good sense, 
foolishness, right? So let's get into reading it. The um, subcaption is the emptiness of pleasure. So let's read. <clears throat> I said to myself, go ahead. I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy what is good. But it turned out to be futile. It turned out to be pointless. I said about laughter. It is madness. And about pleasure, what does this accomplish? I explored with my mind the pool of wine on my body. My mind still guided me with wisdom and how to grasp folly and how to grasp foolishness until I could see what is good for people to do under heaven during a few days of their life. Okay, so this was uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, 1 through, I believe, 3. So this is what Solomon is doing, as we read. He's basically putting himself out there trying all of these things, right? And as he's trying them, he's seeing more and more how these earthly things are pointless, right? He says he's testing himself for pleasure, okay? He said to himself, go ahead, I will test you with pleasure, right? He's testing these things out. This is basically showing us that many of the things that we get from the earth, full tile, it's pointless, it's useless, right? And we have to remind ourselves because we can engage in something without actively knowing that it's pleasurable unless you, like, afterwards you get that, like, um, get that, like, your spirit gets shook, you know? You're like, ooh, I shouldn't have done that, you know? But he explores it himself and he puts himself out there and he just says, like, what does this accomplish? What is this pleasure doing for me? Like, I'm doing it, but it's accomplishing nothing. You know, it's not feeding my spirit. It's not making me joyful. It's not making me do all these things, all these happy, godly things, right? So what am I doing it for? So on the side, I put pleasure is temporary and does nothing for you in the long run. In order to really come over the temptations, you know, the spiritual warfare. But with spiritual warfare, you usually fight it off with scriptures, asking for the Holy Spirit and things like that. But Specifically temptations, right? So as we look into temptations, whatever you're doing that's giving you earthly pleasures, it doesn't even last that long. That joy or that fake joy, because it's not real joy. Real joy lasts. Real joy turns you into a whole different person. You know, you're more happy. You're more want to walk like Jesus. That's that fake joy and temptation that's not lasting that long. And you see like, wow, what did I even do that for? Like, I know the outcome, but I'm still doing it, you know? So, um, yeah, that's what I said. And I also um, underlined until I could see what is good for people to do under heaven during the few days of their life. So... Here, I feel like this is instruction. As we know, Bible does uh, stand for basic instructions before leaving earth, or what I found to research. So Solomon is just setting himself up to see, what is this? Why are people doing this, right? It's useless. Like, I know it's useless, but let me try these things and see what's the result, right? So <clears throat> this is what uh, he got. He was like, until I can see what is good for people to do, until I can find out what people should do for God, under God, you know what I'm saying, on this earth for the rest of their lives. You know, I'm trying out all these things to help other people. So that is what I got from that. So let's go down into verse 4 through 11. All right, guys, so let's read verse 4 through 11, right? And the subtopic for this is the emptiness of possessions. Every You always hear people saying, oh, um, I'd rather, like, have treasures in heaven rather than having them on earth, right? Because they're futile. They're pointless, guys, okay? So this is what Solomon is basically saying. He's building up himself in these things. He's doing all the earthly things. He's taking everything in, right? But it's pointless. So let's read. Uh, verse 4. I keep saying chapter, but verse 4. 
I increased my achievements. I built houses and planted vines for myself. I made gardens and parks for myself and planted every kind of fruit tree in them. I constructed reservoirs for myself from which to irrigate a grove of flourishing trees. I acquired male and female servants and had slaves who were born in my house. I also owned livestock, large herds and flocks, more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. I also amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and prophet, uh, provinces. Sorry, I gathered male and female singers for myself and many concubines, the delights of men. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also remained with me. All that my eyes desired, I did not deny them. I did not refuse myself any pleasure, for I took pleasure in all my struggles. This was my reward for all my struggles. When I considered all that I had accomplished and what I had labored to achieve, I found everything to be futile in a pursuit of the wind. There was nothing to be gained under the sun. Y'all heard that? Y'all heard Solomon, right? So as I was reading, I found a couple of things. So I found something that pointed out with me and I think, um, here it is. And something in chapter two, right? I'm gonna read down, uh, well, something in chapter two, but the first part, the emptiness of pleasure, I just found something new while I was reading, right? So, here's some things that I underlined. Uh, we're in verse 7, and I um, circled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem, right? So, as you know, in chapter 2, he's building himself up basically to become better than men. Okay, I'm going to show y'all how this all connects, right? And I also underlined um, in verse 8, treasures of kings and provinces, right? I underline, keep keep it with me, keep it with me. I'm showing y'all, well, not showing y'all, but telling y'all basically what I underlined and what stuck out to me, okay? Now let's go to verse 9. I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Okay. All my eyes, okay, so I'm skipping one because it connects back to the first part, okay? Let me go down. Um, verse 10. All that my eyes desired, I did not deny them, right? Let's go down to verse 11. I found everything to be futile in the pursuit of the wind. Y'all, I'm sorry. This is too good, though. Like, I'm feeling it. This is too good. So on the side, I'm going to show y'all how this all relates, okay? On the side, I said, even though Solomon did everything to make himself better, slash gathered many worldly things, and he didn't gain anything. Um, Sorry, I don't know why I just sounded like that. But let me reread that. Even though Solomon did everything to make himself better, slash gathered many worldly things in the end, he didn't gain anything and he didn't achieve anything, right? So, um, I also said on the side of that, there's no purpose in these things, okay? There's no purpose in worldly things. As you do these things, you don't feel full. You don't want to thirst, well, you thirst for more. But I'm trying to compare it to the Bible almost, right? When we're talking to God, when we're in our Bible, we feel full. We feel ready to go into another chapter, you know? We feel composed to keep on reading, to keep getting that joy, to keep getting that peace, to keep feeling, you know, comfortable. Because that's what Word does for you, right? So, y'all, let me point out something that's crazy that I found out while I was reading. So, in verse 9, I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to point out something in the first part, the emptiness of pleasure, and um, this part, too. So, verse 9, um, I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also remained with me. Y'all, my wisdom also remained with me, right? Y'all hearing that, right? So, let's go up. The emptiness of pleasure, and let's go to verse 3. Y'all listen in verse 3. 
I explored with my mind and the pull of wine on my body. My mind still guided me with wisdom, y'all. So, as we know, wisdom does come from God, okay? Wisdom comes from God, right? When you're in your word, you're gathering wisdom. All of these things through pleasure, nothing stuck with him but wisdom. Hello? Amen? Amen. Nothing stuck with him but wisdom. And that's what you receive from the Lord. These possessions, these sheeps, the uh, livestock, the houses, the uh, vineyards, the reservoirs, the slaves. None of that stuff stuck with him heavy. Okay? He didn't gain anything from that. But his wisdom stayed with him. Solomon pointed out that his wisdom stayed with him. Your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, your comprehension of the Lord. You having that personal relationship with the Lord is going to fill you more than the things of this earth, right? Okay, let's get into that. So, um, I'm gonna go over uh, the things that I did point out to y'all. Sorry, yeah. So, I want to point out uh, some things uh, that I underlined again. Um, more than all who were before me in Jerusalem, I'm verse seven, treasures of kings and provinces, verse eight, I became great and surpassed, uh, all who were before me in Jerusalem, right? All that my eyes desired, I did not deny them. Now y'all, let's sit back and listen. Let's sit back and just gather that in, right? He did everything he could to be better than man. All right, y'all, y'all listening, right? He did everything he could to be better than men, man on this earth. Why? As y'all seen, the result was it got him nowhere. He gained nothing. He did everything to be better than his old hometown. He gathered everything. Like he said, um, here it is. He said, uh, he said, I also own livestock, large herds, and flocks, more than all who were before me in Jerusalem, right? I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. As you're listening, he's basically saying that he's he's trying to become better than man on earth. He's trying to come better. He's trying to be rich on earth you know what i'm saying he's trying to have this wealth he's trying to have all this stuff servants he's trying he's trying to have all this stuff y'all to become better than men he tried that he became the experiment right he did all of this stuff to become better than men and he got nowhere all right y'all listening to me i hope y'all i hope y'all taking this in y'all this is some good stuff right so it's basically telling us stop trying to convince men of who you are God knows who you are. You don't got to do that. Stop trying to argue with people who don't know you. They may be your friend of 7, 14 years since you were little. God knows the real you, right? Stop trying to impress men. What are you impressing them for? At the end of the day, we're all going to have to die, okay? We're all dying. I'm going to just make that clear. We're all dying. What are you impressing them for rather than impressing the creator, you know? So stop trying to impress man on earth. Stop trying... And y'all, as I'm saying, man, as we know in the Bible, they say man instead of female and male. This is just a gathering of the people. Stop trying to impress these people. You're going to achieve nothing. In the end, you're still going to be the same person. They're still going to be the same person. Y'all gain nothing from that. Solomon is saying he gained nothing under the sun. Nothing. All right, y'all. Let's go to the... Oh, y'all, this is getting a little too good. Let's go to... um. The relative value of wisdom, which is the next subcaption. Um, we, we good. We got one more. But um, after this one, and this is going to be verse 12. Let me flip verse 12 through. Oh, no. Verse 12 through 17. So let's get into that, y'all. Y'all, I got something good for y'all. So the relative value of wisdom. We're talking about the value of wisdom here. Let's read verse 12, y'all. Keep up with me. Then I turn to consider wisdom. 
madness, and folly. Folly is foolishness, guys, okay? For what will the king's successor be like? Now, I did have to look up the king's successor, y'all. I know, I know what they were implying because he did talk about, like, the treasures of kings and prophets. So, in this instance, Jesus. What would the Lord's successor? The Lord's successor is Jesus. So, I decided to connect that to it. I kept seeing when I looked up king's successor, I kept seeing Jesus, 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 Jesus. Okay. So, the king's successor, y'all, is Jesus. Um, Be like, what would he be like? So, here we go. And I realized that there's an advantage to wisdom, y'all. There's an advantage. Solomon said there's an advantage to wisdom over folly, over foolishness. Like, it is uh, one verse that talks about why be with the fools when you can, you know? I gotta I gotta find that verse, y'all. But hold on. Um, That there's an advantage to wisdom over folly. Like, the advantage of light over darkness, y'all. Let me break this down for y'all. Let me get it. Let me get it situated. Let me settle. I'm gonna let that settle in with y'all. Let me read it one more time, and then I'll give y'all the breakdown. Then I turn to consider wisdom, madness, and folly. For what will the king's successor be like? He will do what has already been done. And I realize that there is an advantage to wisdom over folly. Like the advantage of light over darkness. Y'all? Solomon's speaking, y'all. He's putting himself out there. He's being vulnerable, y'all. He's speaking, right? So, I wrote on the side. Solomon considered all these things and found that there's things to gather from wisdom rather than falling to evilness and foolishness. So, I mean, I really like to use temptedness, you know? I like to use temptedness or temptation. I said temptedness. Temptation in this, right? Because we fall to temptation 24-7. We fall to sinning 24-7, right? And Solomon is telling us, there's more to find in wisdom rather than fall into that sin. There's more knowledge to gather rather than just saying, oh, it's just my last time sinning, Lord. There's more to getting into your Bible instead of doing that sin. Making it a habit. Oh, I feel like I'm being tempted. Oh, I feel this sin coming on. Get into that Bible. Pray. You know, you have the armor of God on. Pray and get into that Bible. There's more knowledge to be gained than sitting there and doing the same sin. Sitting there and let people get you into arguing, get you into cursing. You know, they don't, they push you a little, they don't tell you to curse. I'm not going to blame it on the people, although it is a temptation, you know. So, letting people push you over the edge where you're cursing. Letting people push you over the edge till you're willfully sinning. Letting people share their sins and being happy about it to turn you into that person that share their sins and being happy about it. Like, oh, yeah, I did that too, girl, yeah, yeah. No, no, cut it out, okay? Cut it out. So, yeah, that's verse 12. Through, what is this? 12 through 13, y'all. Please, and I beg you. When that time comes that you feel tempted or feel like you're going to sin or feel like you're going into arguing or feel like that you're going into jealousy, y'all. Gossip. Pray to God. Talk to God about it. He's in your corner 24-7. All right? Are y'all hearing me? Go to God about it. Please go to God about it. He's the only one who can transform your mind. And when you pray for being knocked down and built back up, there's a storm coming, okay? He does these things to help us liven ourselves up, to help us walk like Jesus. Because we want to be like Jesus. We want. We don't want to be perfect. No human is perfect. Well, we want to be perfect, but no human is perfect. This will help us walk like Jesus. Walk like his son, because his son washed other people's feet because i was reading this bible verse on the bible app because usually during the week i get into my bible app because you know school and everything i try to get wisdom i try to read the sermons y'all during the week and on the weekend i get into my uh, my bible right 
So I was reading this. And he was like, uh, I believe it was Jesus. Jesus, when there, when his disciples came in, he washed their feet, y'all. Let me find it. Let me find it real quick. I want to find this verse for y'all. All right, y'all. So I found the verse. It's John 13, and it's verse 13 uh, through 17. Now I want to read y'all and give y'all this little input. Um, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. For that is what I am, y'all. Jesus is our teacher and our Lord, okay? Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you shall also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, uh, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now... Everybody probably was listening closely to the blessed. You know, we all love blessings, but let's look past that, okay? When people get, I just want to put out these thoughts and put out what I believe. When people start getting into Christ, we tell them the good things, you know? Of course, you want them to come, but we should be more of planting the seed, you know what I'm saying? Don't try to push them into believing in him because God is going to do that heavy work, all right? Lightly touch, lightly input him in every conversation. That's what I'm working on myself to do. But here we go. Let's look past blessed. Let's look past all these treasures that we're going to have in heaven, right? Don't forget about them. Don't become unaware. But let's look past that for a second and talk about the intimate relationship with Jesus and Lord and the Holy Spirit, right? Why don't do this just because you're getting blessed? Why can't you do this off of just you solemnly, your heart? You know, when you get into Christ, your heart softens why can't we wash each other's feet you know what i'm saying forgive others you know do things for others without looking for something in return that's what i'm getting from this now that i your lord and teacher have washed your feet you should also wash one another's feet and i also got from this is that jesus is vulnerable right jesus is open uh, to rather do something for other people instead of benefiting himself or doing something that make himself happy he's he set an example that we need to be one step ahead for people. You know, we might not uh, like them. We might not. Well, we should love everybody. But in some instances, you're like, oh, I hate them. I hate them. And hate is a strong word, y'all. But we might not agree with them or we might not just touch with them as we should. But always put that first step forward. Okay? Forgive one another. Wash each other's feet. Be vulnerable with each other. Share the word if you can, you know, share the gospel. But I'm just saying at the end, if Jesus got on his one knee and one leg up, one foot on the ground, and he washed their feet, we should be doing the same for other people. You know? All right, y'all. I just have to get a little, I have to input that in because that's some good stuff. John 13, verse 13 through 17. And I also read up on this other thing that was just like, what did, what did it say? Hold on, y'all. I'm trying to click my thought. I got it, right? Um, it said the more knowledgeable you get in your word or the more knowledgeable you get within God, the more consequences you'll have. I know that's scary. That's like, oh, I don't want to get in my Bible. No, it's good that you're getting into your Bible. But just know now that you know right from wrong, and that's from the beginning. As we're kids, God looks over them little small sins like lying and maybe cursing, right? So, um, but when we get to know right from wrong, y'all, there's consequences to be made. There's consequences that's going to happen because you know right from wrong, right? You know what's right and what's wrong. So that's basically saying that become more knowledgeable, y'all. He's saying that now that you know, you will be blessed. And you know right from wrong now, so don't do the wrong, do the right. Not just for the blessing, just off of your heart, y'all. 
So yeah, that's what I wanted to relate that to. Now we're about to go into verse 14 to about 17. All right, y'all. So um, now we're in verse 14 and we're going through 17. Now, um, Solomon got some words, y'all. So the wise person has eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness, right? Yet I also knew that one fate comes to them both. So I said to myself, what happens to the fool will also happen to me. Why then have I been overly wise? And I said to myself that this is also futile. For just like the fool, there is no lasting remembrance of the wise, since in the days to come both will be forgotten. How is it that the wise person dies just like the fool? Therefore I hated life, because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me. For everything is futile in the pursuit of the wind, y'all. So um, soon I will just look up a pursuit of the wind, because I'm not very fond of that um, meaning. Or I know what it means, but I want to be precisely correct. So I did, um, I did actually underline and box uh, three things and pointed out some things. So the first one I got was the wise person has eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness, right? So uh, they shed light on how Solomon just let pleasure. He did pleasures. He did all this, but he got nowhere. He earned any, uh, nothing, right? But he also knew that he also knew that, right? I feel like he knew that he would gain nothing. He said, let me just put myself in these situations, right, so I can share this out. But I also said that, like, when you're wise, you know what's coming ahead of you. You're prepared. You know, you're ready, right? But a fool, they don't know what direction they're going in. They don't know what is this from this. You know, they don't know right from wrong. They don't know any of this, and they don't take time to understand that. So I feel like that's also the value of the wisdom. With wisdom, you know what's coming towards you. You know what consequences are going to be there. You know the result already. You already know that. So... Um, that's for the wise person has eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. So here we go. Also, let's not skip over this because it just came to me. The wise person has eyes in his head. Y'all, y'all, how did I skip this? The wise person has eyes in his head, right? So, I'm basically getting from this is wisdom. Are the, is the eyes in our head, right? As we read and as we gather the Lord's word, that's the eyes in our head. We know what's coming. We already prepared, but the foolish, the foolish person they're not prepared they don't have nothing going for themselves and they're just lost they're in this everlasting abyss that's lost full of darkness they don't know where they're going but wisdom is the eyes in our head how did i miss this but y'all let's go down i boxed this oh this is a part of 14 too y'all i didn't even know that oh i thought it was a different verse but this is a part of 14 yet i also knew that one thing comes to them both so as y'all probably already figured out the one fate is death y'all right so at the end of the day the wise and the fools all come to one fate they all die right? but it's something so significant with the wise though although we do come to a death i feel like it'll be a glorious death because we've earned that by gathering the knowledge and doing what we need to do and sharing the gospel right our treasures are up in heaven our lord is up in heaven it's time to kiss his feet it's time to give praise to him because the knowledge that he gave us is so beneficial you know, so Solomon just says, like, in the end, for everything is futile in the pursuit of the wind. And when I was reading it, I was like, God, I kind of related it back because he said, therefore, I hated life because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me. Now, when he says under the sun, y'all, I'm going to get back into for everything is futile. But when he says under the sun, I think under heaven, right on this earth, uh, I hated life. He, I feel like he was just expressing not like actually hating life, but hating how this earth is and how we're so exposed to many things and ready to do sins and ready to do all this work to impress men that it becomes tiring. You get nothing from it. So I feel like he was just expressing that exhaustion, y'all. He was just expressing how 
oh, like, I hate life. Why is everybody doing these things? Like, as y'all know, he exposed himself to pleasure. He went through it and tried to see the result, right? And I feel like he was like, why do people do this, you know? And get nothing from it. You get nothing from under the sun, y'all. So that's what I got from that. And he was just like, the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me. Extreme anxiety, sorrow, or pain, y'all. The work that was done under the sun was pain, was sorrow, was brought on extreme anxiety, right? Do y'all hear this? Are y'all like, I'm trying to put it in a tone, in a way that y'all understand his pain. Like, therefore, I hated life because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me. It caused me pain, right? He did all this pleasure. It caused him pain, y'all. He did, did things of the world. It caused him pain, sorrow, anxiety, right? For everything is useless. Everything under the sun is useless. Everything on this earth is useless, except for the word of God. Don't forget that, please. Don't forget it, except for the word of God. Everything was useless. Everything was so useless. It's useless. It's pointless. Don't become folly. Don't become a fool. Don't lack good sense because to be in that area is useless. To be in that state is useless, y'all. It causes pain and sorrow and brings on anxiety. Please, please, I'm praying that y'all understand Solomon is going through these things to explain y'all. It's useless. Everything of this earth is useless. Don't give in to that sin. Don't give in to that temptation. Don't give in to gossiping. Don't give in to complaining. That results in nothing. It's useless. Okay? Please, I pray that y'all are hearing what I'm saying. It's useless and I keep saying it because I want y'all to understand. I want y'all to implant this in your mind that the many things are brought to, brought to us of this world these people who are change, trying to change time. The law, with the, I'm, I'm going into some stuff because I had to talk with my mom and I was like, no, 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 no. This can't be right. The Lord said there will be a time when they, they tried to change time in the past too. Look what happened to them. So y'all, please understand that anything of this world that is not of God is useless. If you're not, if you're not using your knowledge, if you're not using your wisdom to spread the word, what are you doing? And I had to talk with myself too. I'm not this perfect person that spread the word all the time. I often get stuck, but I'm trying my best to implement this. And now I have this podcast, y'all. I'm happy to be sharing the word and I pray that it gets to everybody, y'all. It's useless though if it's not of God. It's useless if you're not trying to find your purpose and understand what God is trying to give you to give to the world. It's useless if you're not doing that. We're all, we were all made here for a purpose. And if you already have found your career, if you already have found your passion, use that and aim it towards God because nobody can get enough praise. Nobody can get enough worship. So give it to him. He deserves it. Y'all, it's getting a little high. It's getting a little too good. But he also said, for just like the fool, verse 16, y'all, there is no lasting remembrance of the wise since in the days to come both will be forgotten y'all y'all heard that let me read it again for just like the fool there is no lasting remembrance of the wise since in the days to come both will be forgotten y'all but the special thing about the wise i'm here to tell you jesus won't forget you right the lord won't forget you the holy spirit won't forget you they won't forget you that's i feel like that's the best thing of having an intimate relationship with all three y'all i be saying hey jesus you know let's sleep you know let's have a little sleep holy spirit i pray that you Put your, uh, dwell in me while I'm sleeping. And Lord, I pray that you put your hand on my head. I'm having real conversations, intimate relationship, y'all. And I fled away. I, I fled away from the relationship because I tried to be of this world. I tried to be so cool. Y'all, it got me nowhere. When I left social media, when I left all these things to just have 
a full like relaxed moment where I'm not looking at all this gossip. I'm not looking at all this complaining. I'm not looking at all these people who are not trying to get closer to God. Y'all, that was my most intimate time with the Lord, you know, and it helped me like fleeing from the things that we see every day. It can get so draining that you're not understand that you're being drained, y'all. You're not understanding that you're being drained. Slow down. Delete that social media. That's nothing good for you. Delete it. And TikTok for hours without getting in your Bible. Y'all don't talk about me. <laughs> I'm talking about me and I might be talking about y'all too. You know, anybody can relate. Being on your phone for hours, you look up, it's 11 p.m. And you've been on there since you got home, you know. It's, we become, the world has made us so unaware and like I said in my last podcast, y'all, I pray for awareness. I have been lost, y'all. And it's in the many things that I do. I'm like, what am I doing? The time is going fast. Like, I'm losing track of time, y'all. Y'all. I'm hoping y'all hear this. Y'all. Please. You know? So, pray for awareness. Pray that you're aware. You know, the Lord will remember you, Okay? The Lord will, the Holy Spirit, Jesus will remember you. The angels in heaven are happy that you're prospering the way you are, right? They're happy that you're excelling in the word. You know, they're happy that you turn from this sinful. And the Lord don't look at you like that, but we also label ourselves all the time. And we have to understand that it's more of who Jesus sees us as and not people. So they remember you. They're praising the Lord. They're worshiping him. They're screaming and hollering when you've turned from what we label ourselves as sinners, lying, committing adultery. They're happy that you turn from that. Gossiping, complaining, randomly starting rumors. They're happy that you turn from them. They're happy that you're not that mad person anymore. They're happy that you're not that sad. They ha they're happy that the word delivered you from anxiety. You have bad anxiety. Ooh, I have anxiety. Ooh, ooh, I'm in depression. The word is the only thing. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Lord is the only thing that can deliver you from that. Because you don't know how much joy, how much you're going to be filled when you read the word, y'all. I'm sorry. Like, I never been through depression. I never had anxiety, y'all. I never had bad mental health problems. And although I fled from God so many times, although I stayed in that sin forever, that temporary pleasure, y'all. Uh, y'all please don't be fooled the word can deliver y'all from that and i express this so much please get into your word it can be a bible scripture a day from the bible app y'all y'all are missing out and i want y'all to be in that you know i pray that you transform your life and a lot of people say oh um i'm not that good because i don't go to church every day y'all they doing church on live now they doing church on social media. They're live streaming it. You have many opportunities to get into the Lord. You have many opportunities, y'all. And I don't want y'all to forget that. The Lord is always knocking at your door. You can flee for him however many times. You know, you cannot forgive somebody however many times, which he does want you to forgive. Because I heard many people slipped up from not forgiving. But the Lord wants you to plant that seed in other people, too. It's about you and the Lord, right? Once you get to that max prestige level, y'all, when you get to that level, y'all, it's going to be a life-changing experience. And I want y'all to share that with other people. I want people to know the Lord's name. Everybody deserves that. Yes, y'all, please. The word can deliver you from anxiety. You will be joyful. That one scripture a day can go into you going into your book 
within the following month, the Bible, book of the Bible, y'all. I say book, but it's like, it is a book. God put his spirit into other people. The Holy Spirit went into their body and they got to writing. So y'all, let's use this. So let's go to the next one. Y'all, I'm about to tear up over here, y'all. I just want to express it. So y'all, I just turned the page and we're on the subtopic, the emptiness of work, y'all. And it's verse 18 through 26, okay? But also, I see from down for chapter 3, y'all, in my next podcast, uh, the mystery of time, y'all. Y'all just heard me talk about time. See, I know God is listening. Even though I didn't flip through Ecclesiastes, y'all, I talked about time. God brought it through, y'all. When I tell y'all God is listening, God is listening because there's been many times, I don't want to take up too much time, but there's many times that I literally was talking to God about it and in my word and he brought up the word, he brought up the phrase later, not even later, like a couple of seconds when I turned the page and started reading, I'm like, God! You are a crazy man, but I love you. You know, it's crazy how he can bring stuff up that quick, y'all. So let's get into the emptiness of work, verse 18, guys. So let's get into this, the emptiness of work. Um, I hated all my work that I labored at under the sun because I must leave it to the one who comes after me and who knows whether he would be the wise or the fool. Yet he will take over all my work that I labored at skillfully under the sun. This is too useless. Futile, guys. It says futile, but I'm replacing it with useless. So I begin to give myself over to despair. Despair is complete loss or absence of hope concerning all my work that I had labored at under the sun. When there is a person whose work was done with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, he must give his portion to a person who has not worked for it. This is too useless. Even though it does say futile, um, I just replace it with useless. And a great wrong. For what does a person get with all this work and all his efforts that he labors under the sun? For all his days are filled with grief, and his occupation is sorrowful. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This is too useless, guys. So it says futile. So here, I underlined a certain thing, because I have to keep reading. And I have to see what God, what's the bigger picture? You know, what is is he really trying to say, right? So I'm going to go down to verse 22. Y'all, we started at 18. But I'm going to go, for what does a person get with all his work and all his efforts that he labors at under the sun? What do we get? You know, when it's not involving God, when we do all this stuff to impress men, what do, what are we getting from it? What are we actually gaining? All about, like Solomon has been talking about gaining, like, what is he actually gaining from this? So, what are they gaining? What are they gaining, Solomon? Tell me. Uh, in 23, he says, for all his days are filled with grief and his occupation is sorrowful. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This is too useless. I feel like Solomon is basically saying that with our occupations, like, we have to work, y'all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying quit the job, you know. But if you're not finding God or if you're not implementing God in everything you do and trying to make it of him, all you're going to receive is grief, sorrow. You know, your mind is resting. And I feel like now in this generation, everything is fast-paced, time y'all the time be going by fast i be like dang how i'm already out i just uh, i just drove to school and got in my first class like it's been going by fast right and if we don't stop to implement god and things when i'm at school at first when i finished all my work i was just sitting there on tiktok but i started implementing god when i didn't have anything to do i got up in that bible the bible app yeah and i got up and i got into sermons y'all he's basically telling us is working just for the world will bring you nothing but emptiness pain sorrow anxiety and all that things right of course we have to work to provide for our families you know 
but why are we not involving God in it? You might be like, oh, I don't want to go to work today. Oh, Lord, give me the strength to finish our work today, Lord. I pray that you put your hand on my head as I go through work. I know how my coworkers are. I know how the people of my work is, Lord. Please give me strength and please speak to me in volumes the way that I should arrive at certain things or respond to certain things. Lord, give me that strength. That's right there. Prayer. Prayer. A simple prayer to carry you throughout the day. Go into work every day grateful, merciful, ready to forgive y'all. Going to work like that. That's how God wants you to go. That's how he wants. That's. I feel like that's the only way your work can be filled with the Lord, you know? Go in there and you pray for those certain things, y'all. There's no emptiness within that. Although you do have to do it because you do have to provide for your family. But don't just be doing it for the money. And I've, y'all, y'all. I'd be like, oh, that's some good money, man. Y'all ready to go up in there. But also, I found that when I was doing that, I was like, oh, I'm ready to go. Oh, like I didn't really enjoy it, you know. Try to find something that you enjoy. And maybe even find a company that targets towards that and is an, on a bigger brand of that hobby or something that you really enjoy. And then use that for work, you know. You'll find your purpose soon enough. But don't go in just for the money. Don't go in. Just because you have to provide for your family. Try and find something that you will sit down and tend to at home if you could. You know, just for that extra. Find something that you enjoy. If you're empty at work, if you're lost at work, if you just feel like, what am I doing with my life at work? Find something that you're truly happy with. Find something that you're truly happy with. Because at the end of the day, if you're just empty... Like he said, if you just have, uh, he said, for all his days are filled with grief and his occupation is sorrowful. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This is useless, right? Why are you just going at a job working all your life, 50 plus 60 plus years, you know what I'm saying? And it's useless. Like, what are you, what are you gaining from it? Although it is funny, monetary things, right? materialistic things but what are you actually gaining from it what are you helping people gain from it so try to implement his word this is what i'm getting from this and although we do have to do it because of how without no money you can't get anything you know but an opportunity and you'll be surprised if you get that one work without the lord work without wisdom work without knowledge work without biblical knowledge although we do need school knowledge and everybody i believe should go to school and college and if college isn't meant for you they do have trade also have knowledge within god also have that intimate relation with within god you know with god because we need him so that was verse 18 through 23 now we're going on to 24 and 26 and i really like this y'all so listen closely there's nothing better for a person than to eat drink and enjoy his work y'all hear that there's nothing better for a person than to eat drink and enjoy his work i have seen that even this is from god's hand y'all solomon is saying everything is from god's hand y'all there are some things that you might be like oh is this from god i don't know he wouldn't put me in something i can i mean i couldn't bear but that sometimes you have to be tested you know they tested jesus you know uh the enemy said i'll give you the world Jesus was like no or do this and just show that god's real you know something like that jesus said no i know my god is real never test your god you know never test the lord never never test them because that's something that we shouldn't do but he then goes on to say i have seen that even this is from god's hand because who can eat and who can enjoy life apart from him who can y'all hear that let me say that um, i have seen that i have seen that even this is from god's hand because who can eat and who can enjoy life apart from him how can you go with living your life apart from him where is your joy coming from temporary pleasure y'all 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 see how this is all connecting that's that's not real joy y'all i'm sorry that's fake joy if you're living apart from him, 
where's where's your joy coming from? Where's your happiness truly coming from? Wrong things, bad things. Y'all hear that? Are y'all listening, y'all? Are y'all listening? How are you happy without him? How are you living without him? You know? How are you, how are you doing this? Like, what's how are you living without prayer right now? Like, what's going on? What's going on? Okay, let's get down to. I'm sorry, y'all. How how like I'm I'm questioning myself now. How was I actually living without praying and sinning every day? How was I doing that? How was I truly happy? I'm y'all. I don't think I was truly happy except for the materialistic things without God. And although I do enjoy materialistic things now, I'm not more so in it because at the end of the day, that's not what we're gonna have anymore. I'm more of I'm happy with what I, with what I got right now. You know? How was I happy, girl? How was I happy? I don't know. How was I happy without prayer? How was I happy? was sinning i don't think i was truly happy y'all so please implement god solomon is saying how are you happy apart from god like for that long how are you truly happy how are you still living <laughs> how how like y'all here we go for to the person who is pleasing in his sight he gives wisdom knowledge and joy but to the sinner he gives the test of gathering and accumulating in order to give to the one who is pleasing in god's sight y'all solomon said for the person who is pleasing in his sight for the person who is trying, for the person who's trying to refrain from sin, because he does talk about sin, from the person who's trying to refrain from the worldly matters, it's pleasing in his sight, you know? He gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy, y'all. Who doesn't want that? Especially from God, y'all. Are y'all listening? The Lord gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to the person who is pleasing in his sight. The Lord is looking at every aspect of you. The Lord is twisting and turning you. He's like, oh, okay, I really like this. She she refrained from this this time. She stopped complaining. She rolled over and talked to me. She stopped gossiping. She stopped arguing. And she really looked at me and talked to me. She got into my word, y'all. She got into my word. Let me keep twisting and turning her and see. The Lord is like, oh, yeah, I'm really liking this. She's trying, yeah. She's very pleasing in my sight. So let me give her a little wisdom and knowledge. Let me give her a little, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me bless her a little bit, you know? And it's not all about, <laughs> and it's not all about the blessings, y'all. And I keep pointing this out. It's more about, it's more than the blessings, you know? It's more of how the Lord basically molds you even more than he did before he put you in your mother's womb. Like, he's molding you out to be that person. You get into that world, you get into that knowledge, y'all. You you got more coming, right? He was like, uh, and then it says, but to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and accumulating in order to give the one who is pleasing in God's sight. This is too futile in the pursuit of the wind. Why do you want to be of that sinner, you know? We all are sinners, right? We all mess up, right? But why not try to back away from that life, back away from the world, you know? And be pleasing in God's sight. Solomon said, that's that's useless. Like, why would you want to be the one gathering and accumulating in order to give to the one who is pleasing God? Why why you don't want to be of a person who's pleasing God, y'all? Why? So, um, this is the end of uh chapter two, y'all. It was getting good. I loved it, y'all. It was getting so good. So it was really good. This is really good, y'all. This was so good. Um, but try to refrain from sin, try to refrain from gossip, and try to re- refrain from, uh, all the sins, y'all. Try to refrain, you know, try to get into the word and learn of how could you be better towards God, or how could you walk in Jesus' image, you know? And always refer back to yourself and say, oh, if Jesus was right here, would I be doing that? Or, I, oh, I don't want to see, or I don't want to let Jesus hear me doing this, so I'm, I just might as well not do it at all, 
you know y'all this is good <laughs> this is so good y'all and i'm glad that y'all came to listen to my podcast so um i'm thankful and i also want to give a special shout out to lenny because she told me that she was reading ecclesiastes and i was like oh let me get into that so i can have something to talk about with her and i can explain my findings and lenny will be on the show soon y'all so yes so i'm thankful for y'all coming and we're going to end out with a prayer so let's go dear heavenly father god we have some good timing lord we had some good notes lord we had some good things that came from you i felt it i was getting a little shaky lord but i'm thankful that you're molding us lord i pray that you help us and guide us refrain from sin more but we should depend on you lord but we also need to do our part but holy spirit i'm thankful for you you came through me and you helped me explain you helped me build up courage to even push this stuff out Holy Spirit, you help me with my fluency, Holy Spirit. You help me to digest, you know, break it down a little bit and serve it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And Jesus, I'm thankful for you. Because with you and what you've done, we're able to walk in your light. We're able to not be fools and want wisdom and knowledge from Jesus. Sorry for the Lord. Hey. But... um, I'm definitely grateful and I pray for everybody who came in to tune in. And I pray that you... Please help them figure you out and keep knocking at their door. Don't leave, which I know you won't do because there has been many times that I fled away from you and you still knocked at my door and you was waiting for me. You was like, come on, come on, just one more time. You know, you got this. Come on, you're strong. So I'm grateful for all three of you, Lord. I'm grateful for every single one because without y'all, I don't know how I was going to make it. I don't know how I just live life. Without praying, I don't know how I live life without sinning. And for the many people who are listening, Lord, you give them that strength. You know, you teach them how to pray as they get into their word. Because it shows you how to pray in the word. And Lord, I pray that they thank you every second. If they don't get to pray every day, Lord, I pray that you build them up to just thank you. And I pray that they acknowledge so much that you've done. When they look back, they was like, oh, that's the Lord. Like, I'm so thankful. So, Lord, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your son. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. All three of y'all, y'all just make my world go round, you know? So, I just pray and hope that y'all are doing okay. I pray that uh, the many people who have passed of my family and people who are listening to family, Lord, I pray that they're doing okay up there with you, Lord. I pray that the angels rejoice when we refrain from that sin and when we choose to give wisdom and knowledge and not be of the fools who are accumulating. What they say? Accumulating um and gathering to give something to the people who are pleasing god i pray that we become the people who are pleasing god you know are good in your sight lord so i'm thankful again and i give so much thanks to you lord i thank you for waking me up this morning lord to show me that there's a purpose lord i'm thankful for you waking them up to showing them that they're well sorry that they have a purpose lord without you how are we supposed to know that so i'm grateful that you let us just get into your word today lord and i pray and hope that the rest of the day is awesome i pray that their day is awesome and i pray that with anything that they go through lord that you come and shield it lord and i pray that you show them that just ask for strength just ask for a little more strength from me just get into your bible and get that knowledge and show them that they can surpass anything that you bring towards them lord if it's a test just to show how we're your child lord i pray that you continue doing that god I'm so grateful, Lord. Abba, Father, please, Lord, put your hand on our heads, Lord, and let us move throughout the day and throughout the rest of the week and the more days to come where things are going to get a little bit more challenging, Lord. I pray that you just protect us, Lord, like you've always done. Watch over our houses, Lord. Watch over people's children, Lord. Watch over people's parents, Lord. Watch over us, Lord, because we definitely, desperately need it in this time. 
Amen. Thank you all for coming and listening in. This was this was really great. And I pray that y'all implement this into y'all lives. And I'm talking to everybody. But um, I definitely do thank y'all. And I'll see y'all in the next episode.